Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who haven't scored since 1958. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 243. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and sexy co-host, The Riz. How you doing, brother? It is great to be with you this week, Chris. Yeah, you too, man. i got to mention Lions Wire, right? You do great work over there. Browns Wire for people who have dual fandom going on. Uh, good stuff. He's here with us. He's doing the thing that he does because he's, he's so great. Uh, look, we got a lot going on at today's show. We're going to talk about the Cowboys game. You know, it's, it may not be... It may not be what you think, right? We're here to analyze and think a little bit out of the box, so we'll take care of that for you. We'll also ask the question, how far away are the wins? Uh, we're going to talk about Sitton Stafford. We're going to look ahead to the Redskins. We're going to do that and a whole lot more. Got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from Guam. Oh, nice. And, of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. There's there's I Prevail news, isn't there, Riz? We are recording this on the day when they released the Grammy nominations, and I Prevail was nominated for Best Rock Track for the, the song Bow Down. Great so song. bow down to right. Brian and Eric and Steve and the guys in I Prevail. Detroit fans, all of them, great guys. Yeah. They they deserve all the success that they're getting. Yeah. They're, they're really good people. No, they they are. They gave us they gave us a freaking signed guitar for and a and a and a and a, tra- uh, a sweet trauma pack for the album trauma uh for the St. Jude auction, right? I mean, um they're, they're great great guys. And, and I actually I, I I got to hang backstage with with Brian's parents. They're nice people. He's Dad is a huge, huge Lions fan That's cool. and Red Wings fan, That's so it's, cool. it's very cool. I got to tell you a quick story. I, I don't want to wait for the show for it. We'll do it now. Um, I was all set to go see him, and I couldn't. Oh, that's right. They were they were in uh, Ypsilanti this past weekend, weren't they? Yeah, I, I was gonna be down there in Ypsi and and go see them, and everything was set up, and I 
I, I was at my parents' had I visited them for the couple hours of the day that I was there, and that was all I was going to see him. And I got this massive parent killed. <laughs> Felt terrible. I was like, uh, and so it's like ah, I got to take care of mom, but now I fucking screwed up my chance to see the guys. I, I so I'm sorry, well, Brian. I love you very much, man. I'm sorry for everything. <laughs> I'm sure we will. We will get more chances to see I Prevail. I hope and, so. Uh, you get you got to see them when when they're like big time headlining. That's going to be, yeah. But I I think yeah. I haven't I haven't confirmed this. I should probably ask Brian that they're going to be at what used to be Rock on the, Rock on the Range mm-hmm. in in Columbus. I this Sonic Sonic Temple now, which is weird because Sonic Temple is like my favorite cult album. Right, I was a huge right. cult fan back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I really want to go to that this year. It's like two weeks after the draft. It would be perfect because I love ending draft season with a concert I yeah. do every year. That would be ideal, especially if they were there. That'd be awesome. Let's talk about that. I got I, I got to get some travel in my life, and I I may have some significant changes as we as we've talked about. I get changes anyway. Yeah. All this this all comes out, and and again, Brian, I love you, man. I'm so sorry. Let's let's work it out. I'm still be my friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all this happens because these guys are our, our Patreon supporters. They go to Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions Podcast and uh, sign up. Little as a dollar a month gets you in. You can donate as as much as you want. Uh, we'll we'll take it all. Just just throw it all in. Um, you get access to Slack. Uh, it's a chat application on your phone or on your computer or on your Mac, whatever. And um, it's it's the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. I keep saying that, and it keeps proving true. It's especially now the way the team is. You look around at some of the other places, and there is a cesspool of what, what, what was it that Obi Wan Kenobi said? It's a hive of scum and villainy, or something like that. A lot of that rolling around. It's, up there. Yeah, it's some some places are truly toxic. Yeah. Try to avoid. That. I mean, it's it's good to be aware that that's there, but try to avoid that and try not to be, try not to be the only person pissing in the rose garden. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think we have something about that. It's like you, you miss, I almost missed it. Smell the roses instead of pissing in the garden all the time. Right? Is that what we're looking for? That guy's smart. <laughs> he had another one. So Stroh's takes his shirt off. I took my belt <laughs> off, and I'm, I'm, I'm all primed and ready. Yeah, yeah, he sounds pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> you get the slack. You get all kinds of great stuff. It's a good time and uh, some great people to hang out with. We also do some some pretty sweet giveaways for everybody out of that. Uh, gave away the, the suite, and we will talk about that during the show as well. Um, we have a new one coming up. We very likely might have Thanksgiving Day tickets for folks down right, like second row in the end zone uh sweet sweet seats we're working on those right now um and, and the more we'll that comes the bears yeah That'd be awesome and that will be just for the patreon people so head on over patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast you get access to all that great stuff it's worth every single penny give us a like on facebook instagram facebook is facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast instagram Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. And of course, check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Riz. With no pants. That's right. Subscribe on YouTube. Got some great video from the sweet thing this week. We'll talk about that, but it's going to be on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Hit the notification button. You'll know when we go live. You'll know when new stuff goes up. And you will be entertained by our beautiful and articulate musings. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, all the good stuff. We're in all of them. Go there. Give us those five-star ratings. Those are forever. Folks love it when you do that. And uh, let them know about the show. And, hey, we're open to criticism. We like that, too. That's why we're in the subreddit. Head on down and leave a message, and we'll, we'll check into it, and we'll work with you on it. 
Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us a message you get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And boy, fun and exciting talking, not just in Reddit, it's all over the place. That Cowboys game, huh? There's a lot of people ready to burn the Lions van down to the ground uh, after that one, Riz. Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was tough to watch, honestly. Why, um, why, why do you find it tough? Why did you find that one tough? Well, one of the problems was that there's too many of you people cheering for Dallas in the stands in Ford Field. That bugged me a lot hearing hearing the defense defense chat when the lions had the ball that bothered me a lot when they when the fans erupted when tony pollard scored that bothered me a lot sitting at home watching it listening to it the fact that ford field sold out first off why the hell were we wearing road whites? That is the stupidest decision ever. It was the first time since 1970. I wasn't even born in 1970, and I'm freaking old. That bugged me a lot that they were white at home. It bugged me that they, the Cowboy fans were everywhere. Look, I get I get that if, you're, if you have tickets and you want to resell them, that people in, from Dallas are probably going to pay more than people from Detroit. I get that. I do. I will tell you but, a couple stories because I was there. I was okay, there cheering do. for defense while uh, the Lions hit the ball. No, I wasn't. I was just joking about that. Uh, <laughs> you'll actually just really quick. You'll see some amazing video from the experience there and 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 how we were how us us real Lions fans were acting up in the suite. But did did it did it bother you there? Yeah, we talked about it a lot. It was okay. it was it was really bothersome. Um, but here's what happened. This is a little bit of the Lions' own doing doing. Um, they have this variable ticket pricing thing, right? right? So they, they they sell these your tickets at different amounts every time. And so when you go to resell your tickets, it winds up the Dallas game was the very, very best game to maximize. It was the, the highest sell, resale value you're going to get on your tickets. And that makes so, sense to so the Dallas Cowboys. Their fans are everywhere. They travel. I, I have seen and, them in person. I, I saw them in Houston and they outnumbered Texans fans. Now, I thought some of that was proximity. Some of that was the fact that the Texans are still fairly new and weren't very good when I saw them there. But, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they are a draw, for sure. Yeah. And so, if you're a Lions fan right now, um, you're sitting here thinking, hey, this isn't really the season that's going to do it. <laughs> this team isn't... Oh, Matthew Stafford isn't playing today. Oh, I bought a whole season's worth of tickets, yeah. and I could recoup my losses better on this game than any other game. It kind of feels like this is when I'm going to make my move. That's why you heard that. Um, it's 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 it was unfortunate. It hurt. I'll tell you, we were talking. I've talked about it with the guys in the suite a couple times. I kept saying it, and they were probably sick of shit of me. But um, it reminded me. I, I thought back to when I went to the uh, the Tampa game. In, in here in Tampa, right. and we were two rows behind the bench, and we just started getting "Let's Go Lions" going. You heard it on TV. It was we felt proud as hell of, of the accomplishment, right? It was it was great to get that going on. And then the Jets game happened last year. Remember with the J E T S in our stanza, yes. And I was like, oh my god, I feel horrible 
for the folks in Tampa. I like have this this sudden connection with how much of an a hole I really was, and that we were there, right? How, right. how much it just it just you know you, you're cramping on people in their own home, right? So that was that was no good. And then to have it happen now while I was here in Detroit and see the whole thing with the uh, um, <laughs> with the the Dallas thing, you could tell though before the game. I'm not even kidding. When I was walking in, they opened the doors for Sweet two hours before. I was walking in and I saw more Dallas jerseys by a, a, a large number than I saw Lions jerseys, wow. and I was so just like, "Wow, wow!" So i i have I have not been to a Lions game in that situation. I have been a road fan in at LCA when my Cavaliers were there because I'm a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Sure, um, my family we go to the Rockets game every the one time they're in Detroit every year we go there. We're wearing red. Mm-hmm. We're, we're Rockets fans. We are, we're respectful of it. We're aware that we're in Detroit. Yeah. But if we do cheer too loud, there will be people who will be like, sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a lot of that. And there, it didn't seem like there was any of that in Ford Field. And that, that bothered me. I know. Now, maybe if the we numbers were, outnumbered, were that overwhelming. Buddy. We were outnumbered. I'm not kidding. It was, uh... it was insane. When they started the Let's Go Cowboys chat, all we could get is people cheering, and it was like equal volume. People going, ah, right? Yeah. We're equal volume of a chant. It was it was bad news. There's a lot of folks there, and again, I'm going to put it on the team. And you know, this is one for for Rod Wood, uh, an opportunity to rethink that yeah. variable pricing structure. Yeah, and, and, and I had a conversation with Sandman on on Twitter about it. I'm sure you, since he was sitting next to you, probably talked to you about it quite a bit. We were sitting but, on each other's lap. But go ahead. I knew it. <laughs> knew it. <laughs> Sexy. It was. He was so good. <laughs> he was. No, I, 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 I. I don't want to see. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to begrudge the fans who sold their tickets to Dallas, because I, I get that you're trying to maximize your money. I, my dad had Ohio State season tickets forever. He always sold either Michigan or Notre Dame um, when they started playing Notre Dame because it paid so for them. Could, it paid for the entire season and then some. Yeah, yeah. Like, I get. I get that. I do. But God is. From a fan perspective, it's it's, it's, it's really annoying. It's hard, and and you know maybe some of that was with Ohio State because it was never opposing fans. There was right. always enough people to buy it. And yeah. I guess the fact that there aren't enough Lions fans who are interested in seeing the team, they're not interested in seeing Jeff Driscoll pay, play against the uh, the Dallas Cowboys at this point in this season. It's it's, it's exactly what it is. People are going to the game and having yeah. a good time, but they're just not interested in. In, in spending that kind of money right now, especially when they can recoup a big chunk of that season ticket price. I, I don't blame them. I understand. Um, yeah. it, the reason it all focused and all came together on one game is the high travel rate of Dallas and the high price that people could command. Sandman sold his seats, and he made a, he made a significant sum of money uh, sure for the did. seats he sold. It, took, it didn't pay for the suite, but it was really cool. Uh, he, did, he, did, <laughs> he did well. And, 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 and Sam, man, I don't fault you for that, but at the same time, it's it's still – it's a visceral reaction on my part, and I can't get past it. I just can't. I mean, how would you feel if you were the, fan, you're the friend of a guy who got a suite and gave away all the suite tickets but gave you – the the regular seat tickets. You're, you're like you're you're a friend, but you're you're not a sweet friend. You're like a you're a seat friend, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. gotta sell them. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
I want to talk about it really quick. The this 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 suite and stadium experience. It was. It yeah, was I, I have. Fabulous. I've been in this. So I have been in a suite for the Quick Lane Bowl. I have not been there for a Lions game. So I'm curious as to how opulent it was for you. So the Lions were absolutely fabulous to start out. Um, That's great to hear. Talk to Eamon again. Um, they allowed me to bring in a camera and microphone. They're going to let us do that. We were going. We were planning to do the post game and a pregame and a halftime show there. Um, but there's broadcast rights for the live broadcasts out of there and they're covered and then the contract says no uh uh-uh. and yeah. so he said hey yeah. yeah we'll let you bring the equipment but you can't do it live and i'm like uh the post game show is kind of predicated on doing calls and having that interaction um right. i guess we could have recorded it and then and then put it out but it's a lot of equipment to bring to, to make that all happen so i was like huh maybe i'll just do video and i was thinking maybe we could do like a vlog a day in the life of or whatever and they're, they're like totally cool so i had to bring a a video camera, a, a really crack shot mic, a nice little uh, stick and tripod and the whole thing. And I had to get a special letter and security looked at me at the door. They, they looked, okay, yep, oh yeah, this is the guy they talked about. Okay, Eamon completely made that happen. <laughs> the security guard took me, so I, I, I parked like right across the street from the gate. Oh. Never put a never even put a sweatshirt on. It's thirty degrees outside. I'm wearing a, 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 a t-shirt and, and some jeans, right? Walk across the street, get in. They take care of me. The security guard escorts me like fifty paces to the to the the private elevator, right? Up the private elevator, they're waiting for you at the top. How you doing? Welcome to the day. Oh yeah, you're sweet. Thirty paces down the, the down the hallway, and it's right there. Boom. I it, it felt like it's a longer trip from my car in the driveway to get to my office in the house <laughs> than it was to park and go into Ford wow. Field and get to the the suite. It was crazy. So um, got to the That's suite. That's amazing. Yeah. Got to the suite and great food, completely amazing setup, completely. You got, I think it's about 12 seats in the front. You got a bar of seats. There's all kinds of food. Um, it was just great. It was absolutely great. Got a bunch of great video shots. Uh, Malcolm showed up. Remember Malcolm? Oh, I love Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made it. He made cool. it. I had a great time, man. Good. Big boy is my, my pal. Uh, we got him. We got, um, let's see, Perrier Poppy. I'm not sure you know him. I, I love this guy, man. I don't man. think I've met him. He's, he's an amateur boxer. Has a lot of fun doing that. He also owns uh, Fresh Life Q, I think is the brand. Um, the, my man came. He was, he was dry. I, I wish I could carry off what he was wearing because he looked so fucking sharp, man. People would laugh at me <laughs> if I tried to dress in cool clothes like that, right? But he just, he's freaking my hero he was there we had um let's see sam man uh jim young dropped by i, I know you've interacted oh, cool. with him on twitter he was our first nope. winner that we've ever done in a giveaway uh what would you do for lion's hat and uh he stopped by for a while shot this it was great That's uh, great and then jeff gerfick from the patreon crew won the suite and we hung out and had a blast uh we even shot every touchdown we shot you remember the the, the commercials they do um for uh, uh what's it called the uh this the the nfl the excitement where they get the people and they show the touchdown and they go back to oh, people yeah. ah, like yeah, you. yeah we emulated that on every touchdown and nice. in the end you got malcolm waving the flag out of the suite because they give you a big lion's flag you had to wave it on the stick out of the side of the suite it's pretty cool so <laughs> it was fun i got like three or four different ones we'll put all those videos up i did a quick sweet tour um we'll put that up on the on the youtube here this week too but there's a lot of I'll shot. I, I did it in 2K instead of 4K just because the stabilization is better. But uh, anyway, they let me bring um, all that stuff in. They don't let people bring that kind of stuff in. And no, they, that, you they got special there. treatment there. Yeah, That's it's, nice. That's it's Sandman and Mike Mike uh, Wadowski over there with the Lions uh, working with Eamon. Uh, you know, Sandman, the Lions... I can't say enough about 
setting this up, and he is he's, he's the coolest he's dude awesome. in the world. I I I kept saying I have never in my life met as great a group of people as I've met since I started doing this. It's freaking crazy, Riz. Seriously. I mean, it's it, they're, they're, the they're, the people that come out to our party every year, the people that we interact with on the Slack and Twitter. And people who've come out and and you know met me at places that I've been here in the Grand Rapids area for the for the radio work that I do, it's awesome. It's, it really is, and it's over a team that hasn't won anything forever, right? I mean, if there's something right. I, I felt it the second I got in town. I always go to Bates right away because it's, it's a slider joint. I love, I love, I love it. I grew up as a kid getting them, <laughs> so I just kind of like it's the one thing. Um, hit that place. Just everywhere I go, though, people, they talk to you. And I never recognize that living there, but there's this common bond that Detroiters have. I don't know if it's a shared experience of, well, I'll tell you, it is people in Detroit know how to work hard and they know they've had to, right? That's that's just like, I've been in LA, I've been in, uh, I spent a little time in San Fran, down in Florida now. People aren't like that, man. People aren't like the Detroit people anywhere else. I've never seen them. It's very different. Even. I live in Holland. I, li- I work in Grand Rapids primarily. You know, I- I've lived in Cleveland. I've lived in Richmond, Virginia. I've lived in Houston. I've I've lived in Columbus, Indianapolis. There's di- Detroit is different. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's it is different. And, and I and better. I, and I as say. as somebody who's from outside it, and and really the Lions are the only Detroit team that I really care about all that much. I do like I do like enjoy I enjoy I watch just about every Pistons game, so I, mm-hmm. I'm into that. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm into it. Yeah. But it, it it is different. I can tell there are things where, but I just don't get it because I'm I'm not Detroit. My wife is Detroit, but I'm not. And the, the, yeah, we'll accept you, Jeff. That's one of the That's things okay. we do, right? I tell you, in living all these places that were so great, I I I, I need to get back <laughs> to Detroit at least for half the year. I need to get back. I I, I notice it the second I get there every time. Such a great. We've got city. great beer. I'm enjoying an Electron Brown from M43 tonight. Very, very good espresso bean uh, double brown ale. Nice. I am the, going the healthy. Follow me route. for my beer. <laughs> I'm going the healthy route with my truly hard seltzer tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're wild berry crazy, crazy. Anyway, so no great experience, Sam. Man, again, um, we got plans for you. I've got plans for you. We'll, we'll take care of that in a bit there. All right, so let's talk about the game itself. And thank you, everyone, for yep. indulging us. Um, Jeff Driscoll show. Uh, a week of practice, and this guy is ready to the Hall of Fame, right? He's He does not suck. No. No, he doesn't at all. I said no. that, obviously, tongue-in-cheek, but maybe third ballot. He's he's looking really good. <laughs> he's looking really good for a week's so, practice in this with this team. Like uh, keep, in mind, keep in mind the Dallas defense is really good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Mm-hmm. The Chicago defense that he played in the first week with two days of practice is really good. Mm-hmm. They are the Bears suck. That's because their offense is worse than ours. Well, they're they're worse than just about everybody's offense. Yeah, I was gonna say our, our offense isn't is terrible. Our, our, our offense is pretty darn good this yeah. year, <laughs> even with Driscoll. Yeah. There are there are limitations that Jeff Driscoll has. He does not have the pinpoint accuracy when he unloads the fireball. Yeah, yep. I think that, and that I'm sure that showed because I remember I saw him play in college at Louisiana Tech, and I saw him play um, at the Senior Bowl. He does not have. He can't like grip it and rip it and be accurate like Stafford and fit the ball into the small windows. Right. But he can throw on the run. He can. He's got some. He's got a decent arm. He had a couple. Of, a bit, he had a couple in the dirt on the run, but yeah, no, no, you're yeah. right. He 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 can he can mostly throw in the run, but the thing he brings that that uh, that where he where that we don't get as much with Stafford is that speed, 
Holy crap, man. That guy, he when is, he gets a haul on, he gets a haul on. He could have been the fastest guy in the field, so, I think. So next-gen stats, he does have the fastest time of any Lion over the last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ran 21.3 miles per hour. That's faster than anybody else on the team. I, I, I completely <laughs> believe that. He was hauling. Now, there's something, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you can tell me I'm wrong here because I'm, I'm okay with this, but this is my diagnosis. There is a couple of plays where he would he would roll out right pressure came through line gave up he'd roll out to mm-hmm. the to the outside and he had 10 yards to run 8 yards to run he had space yes. to go and yeah. i watch and he would look to the sideline he was looking to see where this the the line of scrimmage was and he was trying to get the throw off and he'd hesitate and then maybe he'd run and get a yard or two or he'd, or he'd miss a throw and had to throw it out of bounds or whatever but i think that penalty from the week before when he that to end the game where he threw across what is across the line, yeah. I yeah. think that's in his head, and I think one of the things that's hurting Driscoll still right now, or and it's early, but is that he's got to think too much. It's he's not reacting; he's still thinking his way through the game, and that's slowing some of the decision making. There was at least four plays that I feel like he could have just taken off and gotten a number of yards. Yeah, and that's interesting because I I got to watch him last year when he was the starting quarterback for Cincinnati at the end of their season. They mm-hmm. they played the Browns, and I I interviewed a Bengals writer. Um, Chris Rowling, by the way, from Bengals Wire is a really good, good dude. We talked about how he was, he was a guy who often got paralyzed by analysis. Yeah. He was, he was a guy who just couldn't like, let it go. You know, let it go, let it go. You, you got to be able to sometimes to just take that risk. He is very risk averse. He always has been. That was one of the issues that he had at Florida was that he just, he wouldn't do the things that Tebow did, the stupid jump passes and the, you know, I'll just throw it up and let, let Aaron Hernandez go get it. And that, right. you know, he's not that kind. I don't think he doesn't have that mentality, but I, I'm hopeful that the more that he plays and the more that he sees that his team can thrive with that, mm-hmm. I think he'll do it because he knows the offense he's got. First off, Taylor Decker had a rotten game after, after a couple of really good weeks, he had a bad, bad game. Now Dallas, Dallas is a they, great Rod Marinelli is their off or their defensive line coach, and it shows. We yeah. all remember Rod. We we hate him for being a head coach, but he, as a as a defensive line teacher and tactician, there's nobody better. Yeah. There might have been, not ever have been anybody better than him, and it shows when you watch that's the a, Dallas Cowboys play. They knew statement. exactly how to attack the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, for sometimes sure. Sometimes you sometimes you got to tip your hat to the other team. Yes, could we could we have done better? Absolutely. But so he, they you know, deserve some credit too. Let me push towards the outcome of the game here, um, right? Because we're sitting there beforehand, and everyone was like, "Not a chance, right? This is going to be, oof, this is going to be ugly, right?" We're playing the Cowboys, who are on a high, who are a good team, right? And we're playing Driscoll. Fifty percent of our offense and fifty percent of our defense is injured, right? I mean, we're not even. Yep. We don't even. We're playing our second string team, <laughs> a second string Lions team against the the a, a very very good team the in the t- Dallas The team Cowboys. that will win the NFC East. Yeah, no yeah, question, absolutely. No question. And we we lost by a score. And that's we were a one a one score game. Yeah. And that is the thing that is that's what I think my wife and I were talking about this. She's like, we used to get blown out. And I used to be, if we were just in it, if we were just in the game, I'd care. This year we've been in every game but one, and it's more frustrating than getting blown out all year. We've come to to kind of acknowledge that. What do you think? <laughs> you know, yeah. It, so we are close. Yeah. And I and and we talked about it a little bit beforehand, and we'll we'll get into it now. We are so close to being 
a team that can win all these games. Yeah. We've had lead in every game. We're one of three teams that has led in every game. The other teams have much better records, though. <laughs> they managed to lead at the end. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Some of that is – and and I, it's hard to reconcile that because last year the defense was the reason why we were close in most games, and the offense was the problem. This year our offense has been really good. Mm-hmm. Even without the – we have the utter inability to run the ball. And some of that is running back injury. Some of that is offensive line shuffling. I, I would say more. I'm, and, and I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't want to jump in and interrupt you. But I'm do going it. to. I apologize. Please do. Um, the offensive line. I want to kind of. We can talk about this maybe more next week, or if you want to jump in this week. I want to blame our running backs' choice of where they're running, the hole they're trying to pick, versus the offensive line's ability to run say, block. I will. I I have not rewatched this game. I will tell you that that was Carry on Johnson's problem. He had terrible vision this year. It regressed from his rookie season. Is this our running backs coach? <laughs> I'm just wondering because it wasn't just one it, player uh, that was missing the hole. There's so to well, speak. Uh, okay, so <laughs> this was one of Bo Scarborough's issues why he fell in the draft because he did not have vision at Alabama. He's a he's a giant dude. He's hard to tackle once he gets two or three steps going. The problem is just that he could run into the back of his right guard. He did a lot at Alabama. Kerryon Johnson's been doing a lot of that. I think you saw that. He has some good – when he gets – again, when he gets those two or three steps going, he's a fun guy to watch. He's, yeah. he's a load. Yeah. That, that, if he doesn't get that, he's in a lot of trouble. He's going down hard. If you've never played football, even backyard football, when you get the the guy who's a little bigger than everybody else in the field, yeah. once he gets his third step, tackling him is always from the side or behind. You never yeah. ever come head on because you will get freight freaking trained, right? I mean, there's, there's he, he's a he he's bigger than Laguerre Blunt was. Yeah, yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's a, a guy, big hombre. <laughs> and Zeke is funny like that too. I mean, he's not quite he's, big like he's that, a, but he's, he's a well built dude. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. and and you see low why he wears and, the crop top because he's. Yep. He's shredded, man. Yep. In fact, I'd never wear a shirt. Never. You do not want to take him on head on if he's had three steps. Right? It's just no. forget about it. So it's interesting. Yeah, he's Bo was an impressive. I mean, it was funny. He wasn't even on the on the card. It's over there. We'll get it. He wasn't even on the on the <laughs> on the card for the game. Right? He was. He was just the pickup yeah. that day. I mean, we had nobody on the field. We're within one score. God, it's it's every game and and against good teams. Um. It, it's it's, it's got to be coming. And this is one of the things where I'm, I find it interesting this year how many people are abandoning the team or just absolutely just throwing in the towel and saying, eh, I got some college football. I got some chores around the house. Hey, hockey's on. And and they're skipping mm-hmm. the Lions altogether. It's, it, it, it's, it actually stuns me a little bit because it's not a surprise. I don't want to say it's not a surprise, but it's a team that's not been good in a long time. It's, it's, you should kind of expect it. Football's still fun to watch and, and, you're seeing things. I'm seeing things from this team that um, are showing me really, really good. They're close. Yeah. They really are close. They're close this year. When are the wins going to come, though, Riz? Is it, is right. it, is it? And, and can what? So I, I think we're both in agreement that Matt Patricia will be back next year and Bob Quinn will be back next year. I would say right now they'll be back two more years, to be honest. Yeah. I, a, I will, cer- I will certainly give them next year. With the CBA and everything, I don't think that's the time you change. 
I, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I, and I think you're going to see very few coaches move this offseason and very mm-hmm. few general managers. I think you're going to see a lot of, of, of status quo going mm-hmm. into next year. Mm-hmm. Whether that's good or bad for teams, we'll see. I, I wish that Matt Patricia would learn from his mistakes on defense. And that's because mm-hmm. I do think that just two or three more well-timed, well-schemed blitzes just to make the offense worry about you, I think would go so far into making this team. I'm not going to say that it would make them win, but it would make them a lot tougher to beat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. And, yeah. and they're so close already. They are two or three plays away every week. And you see the plays and you, you can point to, you can point to the plays in every game where it's their form and they don't make it. Yeah. Every week, and it's almost always on defense this year. Last yeah. year was almost always on offense. Yeah, and, and it's so frustrating. I go back to the you know you, you kind of lean one side or the other on a team every year as being the better side of the ball, and you're relying yeah. on that to win the games. Um, the offense this year was meant to not only win the games but give the defense a break, right? And yeah. there's a lot of times they're not able to do that. They don't have the players on the field, right, to to be able to do that. And the guys on the D are getting tired, but. Um, the other thing, let's talk really quick, and we didn't talk about this before the show, but it's 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 a it's a hot topic. Uh, Paul Pasqualoni, I've I've I'll put a I'll put a uh, I'll I'll just put it out there, and you can shoot it down or, or or do whatever you want with it. Everyone's screaming fire and fire and fire and fire and fire. Okay, well, firing him right now isn't going to do you any good. You're not gonna, you're not going to gain a single thing. And you, you are ten games into the season. You have yeah. more to lose. The other thing yes. I want to acknowledge is last year. Matt Patricia gave Jim Bob Cooter all the freedom in the world. He was sitting over on the sideline with the defense, coaching the defense last year and letting Jim Bob do his thing. This year he's not running the defense, coaching. He did in the in this Cowboys game. He spent some time over there, but he hasn't been coaching the defense. It's been Pascaloni's defense, right? right. Paul, Paul's not doing it. And you talk about it's the Matt Patricia defense, or whatever. He's not doing the in-game coaching this year. That's, I think, part of why we're seeing a little bit of a regression here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you, Paul Pasqualoni is going to be gone this year. Um, but he's going to I retire. With that. He's going to retire. They're friends. He's going to, they're going to let him leave with his dignity. You know what I mean? And say, yeah, I agree I've with had that. enough. And, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You, you may be an angry fan. That's fine. But, um, this kind of thing, you, you let people keep their dignity and move on. There's no good in, in ripping somebody on the way out. There's, there's no, nothing to be gained from doing that. As a matter of fact, it may hurt your chances of finding good talent in the future. So I think that's how that's going to play out. Now let's not forget though, Pasqualoni, um, Ken Platt. Math bomb. He had put it out there. Literally anybody else would have been a good hire. And I'm like, okay, that's I'll, I'll accept that premise, but not literally anybody else. Tell me who. Because it was so late in the season trying to find somebody, a defensive coordinator, when we brought Pasqualoni in. Who's the guy? Tell me a name of who would be better. And, 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 and well, anybody or, you know, any other available college. But, but no, who? Right. And nobody can yeah. name somebody. So what we had is, is Patricia went with somebody he trusted and knew, and he was going to run the defense and, and effectively, I think, teach it to Pasqualoni so that he could then year two, three, four and, and onward uh, run the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was his plan. I think yep. it's not going the I way he wanted to this year. And I think Pasqualoni will retire, and there's going to be a real heavy search for a defensive coordinator. To I th- and this is where I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens, because Patricia's a smart guy, runs a great defense. He's 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 a he's a great mind. Is he truly going to let that go, or is he going to uh, is he going to hire a protege 
And that's where that'll be really interesting. We're built for him to hire a protege. That's the talent. I think so. As we pick up, you know, who he hires is going to tell us what we're going to do in the draft on defense. I think whether we continue down his kind of road or if we say, take a look and say we're so jacked at linebacker that we have to change the defense up and play a little different scheme. That's my okay. With that, I'll shut up and let you rip yeah, it apart no, or so, disagree. So I, I'm with you on on Paul Pasqualoni. He will not be back. I am curious. Will he? dip into his Parcells roots. And I'm going to say Parcells over Belichick because mm-hmm. I, I have seen a lot more Parcells tendencies from Patricia than I have Belichick. Interesting. Hadn't thought of and that. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, mm-hmm. but I will say that that is, it, it seems like he operates the lions more like Belichick operated specifically the jets when he was there, but also the Patriots at the end of his time there. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much the Giants' time, Parcells, right. which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Giants' yeah, that, time, Parcells was the good Parcells, right? <laughs> it, it really was. Um, he was a he was a very average head coach without Bill Belichick running his defense. I um, I wonder if he will learn from hiring outside on offense with Daryl Bevel, mm-hmm. a guy that he respected from afar but didn't know. Mm-hmm. Will he have that confidence to turn the defense over to get a? a guy who isn't going to have the same sight lines that he does, but somebody who sees things from a different perspective. Will he go for, I'm going to say Jim Schwartz because he's a different guy, although yeah, he is no, technically, he I is like technically a Belichick guy. Yeah. He's more of a Jim Johnson defensive guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't think he's going to be gone from Philadelphia, and I don't think he'd come back to Detroit to, to be a, a defensive coach. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be cool. It's not going to – you will use him as the example, though. Sure, sure. Would he bring in a guy like that who he's not worked with before, who has a different idea of how to play defense? It's worked on offense. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that Patricia recognizes that. I really do. And, and I've, gotten the, I've gotten the impression from the players, too, that, like, you know what? He really likes what Daryl Bubble has done, and he wouldn't have done that on his own. Right. That was something that he had to let it go. He learned from his rookie mistakes as a rookie head coach. I hope that he realizes that on defense because I do think, well, the familiarity is nice. He needs somebody that hasn't worked under Romeo Cornell, that hasn't worked under Belichick, somebody who's from the outside. And I think that would do him wonders. Um, Terrell Austin will probably be available. I I don't think Terrell Austin's coming back to Detroit, and I don't think we'd really want him back. (laughs) There will be guys out there. Um, And and again, everybody's going to look to Houston, to Tennessee, to New England, to Atlanta, where where there are you know all the proteges of, of Belichick and 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 uh, their their GMs that they've had there aside from Belichick, I don't think they're going to do that, and I hope they don't do it. I hope they go somewhere else and they bring up a young, growing defensive mind, a creative guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a real good grasp of who those guys are, to be honest with you. I, I haven't looked that hard yet. Not yet. But I hope that that I hope that they go outside and look for that. I'll tell you one guy. I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Kasur come back. Oh, you know, no, because because we need a little bit of clean language over there. We need some <laughs> some of that. that You're gonna beat his ass. <laughs> that was his entire coaching loop at the Senior Bowl, for like two hours every day. Oh, you got to beat his ass. <laughs> Chewing tobacco flying everywhere. Yep, yep. You know, but they they need. And I do think that Patricia will understand and respect the need to not have yes men around him. Right. 
because I think you see in football and in life outside football that having people who only are acquiesce to your point of view and who don't challenge you on things, it makes for a very tough football team. It makes for a very tough country, as we're seeing right now. It and makes for a very tough world, as we see right, right now. <laughs> um, and I think Patricia is smart enough to realize that. And I, and I also think Matt Patricia, yes, he does have an ego, but I also think that he realizes that his ego can grow by showing that he is magnanimous, that showing that he can, you know what, I'm adapting. I got this. I, it will make me look better if we succeed this way than trying to do it my way. And instead of going nine and seven, maybe we can go 11 and five and, and host a playoff game. And let me, and let me I, I, I do think, I really do think that Matt Patricia sees it that way. Yeah. And I think I, I want to, I want to add a couple things here. Number one, if he hires somebody who's in his mold and in history, I don't think that's necessarily off the top a bad thing. It's the players we have, that sort of thing. If he hires somebody like a Bevel who's from a different kind of, and, and under, that, that, that's fine. It doesn't mean he doesn't believe in his defense either or thinks they need to make a massive right, change. Right. right. I agree with that. What we have with Matt Patricia is a rookie coach. It's his second year, okay? He evolved away from running the defense this year, and I think that's why we have the defense we do. We're going to see changes. What Matt Patricia is learning in this time is how to be a head coach versus a position coach with a whole lot of other responsibilities. And as a fan base, if we can't recognize that just like a rookie that we bring in in, in the draft, like Hawkinson, right? He's, he's not torn it up this year. In two years and three years, I bet that guy's going to be ripping the field up. I think a little bit of, of one year of NFL conditioning is going to be great for this kid. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to get better and better and better and better. And I'm not, I'm not down on him in, in any, by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm not a, either. a rookie needs time to grow and learn, right? And that's what we're getting with this coach. And, you know, the Browns had that with Bill Belichick. And they didn't wait around for him to grow. Saw they didn't, it first, saw it firsthand. <laughs> they didn't develop the coach. Bill, um, Matt Patricia is also a coach that I don't care what you say. His defense is adjusted all the time throughout his his tenure in, in in the Patriots as a defensive coordinator. He's obviously adjusted his role year over year. Just how he dealt with the media, he's adjusted. He's analyzed and made changes. The idea that he's not going to continue to do that and evolve into his role, this tells you you have a coach who can learn, who's introspective, and who's who's making so. the steps in the right direction to be a head coach. And I think it would be absolutely foolish to give up on a guy like this is not um <sighs> Oh. He's not Hugh Jackson. He's yeah. not in over his What's, head. He's their he's offensive not offensive coordinator. McDaniel's Jim um oh. who, Josh, Josh McDaniels, McDaniels when he was in Denver. Yeah, he's not him. Oh, right? Oh, that was that was bad. Yeah, yeah. That was really bad. He has some limited pieces to work with right now with injuries. He had yeah. a lot of limited pieces last year to work with based on the roster that we're trying to build here. He's doing pretty darn good work with what he has to work with. People that are saying to fire him and throw him out right now, I just I, I I'm sorry. I think you're absolutely you, wrong. I, I agree with that. You cannot burn it down now. You gotta give it if for no other reason that it's going to be a tough year to find candidates because of the the CBA. Yeah. You're, people are only going to want to sign one-year contracts. That's part of it because they don't know what it's going to be like after that. That's also going to be a problem with free agency this offseason. Yep. Who's going to want to sign when you don't know what the terms are going to be? We might be able to get a bigger pot after that. Maybe I just want to wait, sign a one-year deal, and then 
shot myself again with the new CBA because it's probably going to be more lucrative for players that way. Yep. yep. So I think, yeah, there. I I get that people are frustrated with Patricia, and I get that nine and seven isn't good enough, and now we suck. Oh, and and that is so out of context. I'm just so tired of people harping on that. It's just so silly. I mean, it just. It's ignorant because it's it's knowingly ignorant because he didn't just say nine and seven isn't good enough, period. That's it. And so we're hiring someone who's going to always be better than nine and seven. That is not at all what was said. What he said is we saw Caldwell's peak. We, we really saw, saw who he was. Jim Caldwell's ceiling was nine and seven. Yeah. And if you ever want to get if you want to be nine and seven every year and make the playoffs every other year and probably lose like we did the Saints in that playoff game where we were completely outclassed. Yeah. Keep Jim Caldwell. That's what the Bengals did with Marvin Lewis for over a decade. Yep. Now, yep. now you don't want to use the current Bengals as an example because they're, they're oh my God, they're bad. Right. They're right. so bad. Yeah. At some but, point, this team has to, our average tenure of our head coach is two and a half years for, I think, like the last 20 years. Right. You need to get a system in place. If you continually roll this over and get a different system, you're going to have half a system every time and never know what the heck you, you will had. be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. You do yeah. not want to be the Cleveland Browns. Trust remember, me. Remember that. when they were Super Bowl contenders this year? Yeah, they're 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 four and six. Yeah. <laughs> a little different than they started out the year. L- a little thinking. bit, yeah. All right. Hey, I gotta yeah. I gotta hit this really quick. Have you ever okay. heard of those those crazy fanatical dudes at Fanatics? I have. Yeah, they sell all In kinds fact, of great gear. I, I, I will personal testimonial. I ordered from them this week. Mm. My my son is getting a, a Christmas present from Fanatics. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good choice. And I'm sure, Riz, you went to Fanatics at DetroitLionsPodcast.com to hook up your son. Of course. Why, why wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. Great way to help the show. They give us a kickback on everything you buy. It doesn't cost you anything more. They actually make less. Why, 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 why spend it with the man when you have your friends over here talking in the depths of a dark season, helping carry you through? We're here to support you. We're here to support you. Uh, get your college gear, your hockey, your your Pistons gear, your Cavaliers gear. Uh, I know Case is front of the line to get in this himself on his Cleveland Ohio jersey. University gear. You can give that to honor Frank Solich, the winningest coach in MAC history after last night, sixty-eight to thirty-four blowout at Bowling Green. Very nice, very nice. I saw Woo-hoo! that. You know, Blandino was watching that. Did you know that? I did know that yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was tuned in for the action. Uh, yeah, no, great, great stuff there at Fanatics, and uh, you just go to Fanatics at DetroitLionsPodcast dot com before you go. It, it takes you don't even know that you pass through. It just sets a quick cookie as you go in, and uh, they give us a kickback on your purchase. And it's a great way to support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway by showing off your sexy bod. Grand Rapids Drive gear that I got from Fanatics too. You Dang. probably can't see it. Like I, I go to Fanatics actually. <laughs> I, I shop go. at Fanatics for my clothes more than probably any other store. <laughs> I'm always wearing some kind I'm, of team uh, gear. I'm yeah. I I have I have I actually did a hat inventory the other day. I have 32 hats, and like 20 of them are professional or college sports related. Yeah, you don't see me without a hat very often when I'm out anymore. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm really comfortable in hats. Although, since I just got my hair cut here nice and short, it's been kind of nice to go with that. Yeah, I, I got I, I to give, give credit. I got a really great haircut yesterday. I was super happy with it. And it was like, a, it was one of those like half half haircut, half lap dances. Because she's like. Oh, it's terrible. I, I hate that when that happens. Oh, I'm sorry, man, Riz. that was, that was doubly fun. Was the, nice. the, the, the hardest part is to say no to the motorboat, right? Oh. <laughs> 
this is every ounce of my being. <laughs> I gotta tell you. All right. This is not Lake Saga Talk. I am not doing that. All right. So, <laughs> so let's uh, take, um, keep moving. Jared Davis. My goodness, the man that everybody hated. Get it together, Trace. I didn't mean to break you. Sorry. <laughs> Jared Davis had a huge spike. He in looked PFF. good. What the hell? It's just, he looked great, didn't he? We just need to sit him for the first half of the season, I think. We need to simplify his role. What? That's something that, that's been done. That's something that somebody who's no longer in Detroit suggested that they do, and he got sent out of town for doing it. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> don't know who I'm talking about without me saying it. Yeah. he's. They have isolated his responsibilities on play. He has one read, and if just like the quarterback, if he has to make the progression in number two, he's okay. If he's got to go to three or four or, or not even know what one is off the snap, right. fuck that. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. it's, it's out there. They have done a good job of coaching Jared Davis and finding what he does well. I do wish they'd blitz him more. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But they are asking him to do less read and react and more instigate specifically in the run game and the run defense has improved because he's been better at it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing. That that tells me that Matt Patricia can be a pretty good coach. Wait a minute. Is he adjusting? Is he growing? Is he moving? He he, he might be. Might be. Fire him. Pencil out and write write down good things. Fire him. Just fire him. It's, we got to burn it all down. That's what we got to do. I heard that on Twitter and on I, Facebook. I, I hear that. I hear that every ten minutes, Chris. <laughs> My Twitter mentions. So, so for I'm, those of you who who do interact with me on Twitter, I'm much less on there than I used to be, and that's for my own mental sanity. I need. Well, y'all, y'all are nuts, man. Two, between 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 y'all and Browns fans who are oh all over the map. It's hmm. uh. Hmm. It's tough, man. It, it, it is not. A lot of people want to have my job. <laughs> Spend a day looking over my shoulder and, and look at my paycheck and be like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> here's, here's, here's one that folks I think need to understand. You spend a lot of time on Facebook, not by choice, Correct. because you have to. And Correct. once you've done that, everything else just automatically becomes worse because that's really like the gutter that's the that's the specifically with Lions fans. I, the Browns, Browns, Browns Facebook media. isn't terrible. Lions Facebook is unbelievably toxic, and if you try to bring anything positive, they are going to crap all over you. And frankly, stupid. I mean, th- there's some. Oh, some it, of the it's, dumbest com- it's completely, takes. completely irrational. Yeah, yeah, and um, like I said, it's a so, septic so field I, of social I, media. I'll, I'll bring one up. I wrote a thing on Jeff Driscoll being worthy of signing as a long-term backup, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the we got to replace Stafford people because those people have pretty much shut up this year. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't hear much of that anymore. Thank God. But there were there were a lot of people who were instantly like. Oh, he he he's just he's just good because we play crap defenses. We played crap teams. Well, you played the Bears and the Cowboys, both of which were top five defenses when we went into those games. The, the Cowboys actually aren't anymore because of what we did to them. Yeah, yeah. It's... And they, they they just they don't accept the argument. They don't accept the evidence in there. I, I did a thing today. I wrote it this morning on Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones not getting separation. 
They they are number one and number four in lowest separation. And interestingly enough, Golden Tate is between them at number three. <laughs> Bob Quinn has a type. He likes guys that don't get open. <laughs> that's his type. <laughs> and and they're like, oh well, well, some of that's got to be on Stafford. Well, well no, actually, it's, it's pretty consistent after Driscoll too. That Galladay actually got less separation. Yeah. Well, 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 that means that the defense is just really good against them. Well, no, this is just who they are. They can still be good. They're still both really good players. They just don't get a lot of separation. You have to find ways to incorporate. I heard it was Martha the, Ford's fault that, that Matthew oh Stafford didn't play. Got to fire dumb, Ford. The, the people who think that firing or that, that Martha Ford selling the team will help. I will say, I've said this before. I will say it again. The most logical buyer is Dan Gilbert. You know, I am a Cleveland Cavaliers. Like I love the Cavaliers as much or probably even a little bit more than I love the Lions. I I lived and died as a Cavs fan for my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Kyrie hit that shot, I, I, I was bawling on the floor in a ball. <laughs> my wife will attest to this. I went nuts. And one of the happiest moments of my life. I would not want Dan Gilbert to own anything that I would ever love. He drove LeBron away from his hometown twice he won one title with the greatest basketball player of his generation because of his own obstinance it didn't matter that he wanted to spend money it didn't matter he's such a flaming ass bag Mm -hmm. he drives people away from him he drives coaches crazy he's meddling he's basically daniel snyder in the nba yeah yeah you don't want that example he got and we're going to see Daniel Snyder this weekend, and that, that's why the Lions are going to beat the I, I, I think they're going to win by 20 plus yeah. this week. I really do. I, I think the whoop ass can is open this yep. weekend. Yep. I absolutely do. I, I agree 100%. I'll tell you the one thing, and this may be a little controversial, but but my irrational love for Mrs. Ford aside, um, I think she's the best part of that organization. I think she and Rod Wood together have have been a godsend for the Lions organization. Yep. Matthew and, Stafford and you, you, is great. I, you, do I ha- you do have to consider that there was an ownership change when William Clay Ford passed away. Yep. Martha is not the old Ford regime. She's, she is different. She has no fingers in the pie. She she didn't just hire Bob Quinn because she thought he had beautiful eyes. She engaged um, Ernie... Um, Ernie Acorsi. Ernie Acorsi, thank you. Uh, engaged Ernie Acorsi. Um, I think he's pretty well respected. A couple of people like him, at least, to go out and help with that hunt to find the right person. This is a, a lady who knows where her shortcomings are in this, and where where her expertise doesn't lie. Let's put it that way. I don't want to call it right. shortcomings, right? She knew it wasn't her area of expertise, but she didn't spare money to find the best person available. She spent a bunch of money on Ernie and a bunch of money on Bob Quinn to get what was the best. Again, a young guy. Who's learning? He's he's just getting to his his junior season, right? Uh, he's he's just working up to 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 get where he's going to be. Um, it's not a Ford family problem. It's no, not, it not an ownership problem with this team. And if you say it is, um, I just I, gonna, I think you're wrong. I'm going to instantly ass- nicely. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to instantly assume that you're a freaking idiot. If you say that, that's that, another way. That, to put that's my general thinking. position. <laughs> that's my general position on it. if if you think that ownership is the reason why this team isn't successful, 
go swim in Lake St. Clair right now. Lake Sagatuck. All right. So let's, uh, I want to go to another thing really quick because you're talking about the people that think we need to get rid of Stafford. Um, before the show, we just put a couple of quick bullets together and you said, well, uh, we should sit Stafford. <laughs> now tell me, explain yourself out of that one. <laughs> I, I love doing chan- that to you. I love you doing that to you. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I am channeling Herman Moore. Okay. That's a good guy that, to channel. Yeah. Who's taller? Yeah. Are you or Herman taller? You know what? I have met him. We're we're he's a little bit he's got a, just a little bit on me. Yeah, okay. okay. Not, not a lot. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a got better guy. posture than I do these days. Yeah, that's true. He's, 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 he's older than me too. And he looks good. He looks really good. He, I love her. He, he he honestly looks like he can still play. He does. He's he's gotta be he's at least fifty. And he's not spending a bunch of money on shampoo these days. You know what no, I mean? He, he could get a no, little small contract. <laughs> he he looks he looks good, man. He's so he said um, and I have to give credit to my, my friend Brandon Folsom um, from the Bay City paper, whatever the hell that is. Um, and it got Picking picked you. up by you. It, it got picked up by USA Today, which is my employer. Right. And, and we ran with it that he said that he thought that Matthew Stafford should sit the rest of the year because it is a six week injury. We are now in week two and a half. So if you do sit, the, you sit the Washington game, you sit the Chicago game, the six week would be. The next game after that, and help me out on the schedule there. Who, who, who do we play after Thanksgiving? I mean, I have not looked that far ahead. You haven't? No. After Thanksgiving? I should probably know that. I've got it right here. I'm going to look This should it up be reflexive numbers for me. It's uh, after Chicago becomes Is it the Tampa? Vikings. Oh, the Vikings. In Minnesota, who right. almost got their butts whooped, by the way, by the Broncos. That, there's a heck of a heck of a meltdown. Big comeback, big comeback by Kirk Cousins. Holland yep. zone. So, so it's my, my, it's Washington Bears, Vikings, Buccaneers, Broncos. Look out for them, Broncos, and the Packers at home. So if you're going to bring him back, you don't bring him back against the Vikings because they're really good. Oh yeah, their defense will murder somebody, right? Yes, they they are really good. So then you're yeah, then you're looking at week. We're in week fifteen. Fifteen which for is the Tampa. Buccaneers, yeah. Okay, they are not good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, but that's a Driscoll again, win, right? That is it. That is a game that Jeff Driscoll can win. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. If if you you play defense in that game, Jameis Winston is going to give you opportunities to break your interceptionless streak, and I think it's at one hundred and forty, no, two hundred and forty three attempts without yep. an interception. Mm-hmm. We we have one takeaway since the bye week. <laughs> what happened to that punch? Where's those punches? People got it on film. Yeah. They, they well, they're not punching the ball it. anymore, though. They're not even trying to punch the ball now. No. It's, it's Darius Slay had two should have been interceptions oh, in the last game. Oh, my God. Difference that, makers. That, that one to the sideline that Amari Cooper caught. Yeah. Holy crap. That, First off, that that is a ballsy throw by Dak Prescott. It's a fantastic catch by Amari Cooper. It should have been a pick six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ballsy, I don't give him credit for the ballsy throw. I think that was a really bad decision. Um, probably. Darius. Probably so. Oh, Darius should have had that ball. He just mistimed his hands on it. Yep, yeah. But Cooper, whole, I mean, he gets. That's a phenomenal catch. Every game there's been one play like that. Where the other team has has been absolutely well defended, and they just drop that ball in absolutely perfect. It's and I sit there and I say, "Damn it!" But wow, that was pretty. Again, that that's was why pretty. we're so close, though. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're close. That's that's why 
That's why you keep the system in place because some of those balls are going to go your way next year. That's right. All right. So then you, after that, you skip the Buccaneers because that's a Driscoll win. You're at the Broncos, right? And by the time you're at the Broncos, you know what? Honestly, that that could be a Driscoll win too because mm-hmm. I've 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 had the misfortune of watching the Broncos play a lot this year. <laughs> they do not handle mobility in quarterbacks at all. That is their biggest downfall on defense. They cover well and they pass rush well. They do not contain that breakout. Jeff Driscoll can murder that. He can run for 100 yards against them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would keep Driscoll in for that. Then you're at that point. You're at the Packers in Week 17. And you're you know playing what? backups. Be back- backups. They, play, they will probably be playing backups too because they will be 12-3 and three mm-hmm. and probably have a home field clinched already. Yeah, or a bye week, yeah. What, what, what's, what's the point in that? Let let Jeff Driscoll prove to you that he is your long-term backup. You reward him. You sign him for a three-year deal at the end of the year. Low pay. He will, I guarantee you, Jeff Driscoll would take whatever you offer him to come back next year if it's sure. reasonable. Sure. Guarantee you he will do that. Yeah. Now let me ask you. So that that yeah, write it out. Let Stafford's back fully heal. Let him not get any complications from it. Because we did find out his back injury is not the um uh, transverse process. Mm-hmm. It's not in the lower back. It's in the thoracic region where there are ribs involved. Right. When you get that involved, you've got shoulder muscles. You've got your scapula involved in the in the back of your arm. You you come at risk with your hips because your hips alignment is going to be different because you're favoring your upper back when you when you lean mm-hmm. back and lean to a side. If you do it at home, like I'm doing right now, you feel it. <laughs> it's in always your worth it to watch the YouTube folks. It's always it, it, worth it. it absolutely is. <laughs> He can have complications from it that are not dissimilar to what ended Tony Romo's career. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't want that to happen. No. I want Matthew Stafford to be here for a long time because he's really, really good. So let me let ask Jeff, you this. Let Jeff Driscoll play this out. If he gets hurt, you know what? You traded Blah. M- maybe for David Blau. Mm-hmm. He's not, I saw. I watched him this summer. I watched every pass he's ever thrown in preseason. There's something there. He is better than Jake Rudock coming out. 100%. Okay, so, Zero so. question in my mind there. <laughs> he has some arm strength. He He's not very mobile. He's a little flighty. But there's 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 enough there there's to, to work, work with. with. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with, with shutting Stafford down, a, acknowledging that you're a last-place team or second-to-last place team. Because I'll say it right now. I think they're beating the Bears on Thanksgiving. I really do. I, I think they're going to win the next two games, and I think they're going to lose out. I think they beat Tampa still. They uh, they could they should expect it's to at beat home. Tampa. Yeah, it's at right, home. right. Um, so here's 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 some some two questions. Stafford, you tell him you're gonna you're gonna shut him down for the season. He's a really competitive guy. His wife will be happy, right? Happy wife, happy life, all that kind of thing. Love you, baby. It will um, be tough. <laughs> I I think I think you you come to him with the evidence that he's been hurt two years in a row. Mm-hmm. And what what benefit do you get out of it other than showing the boys that you're tough? I don't think anybody questions Matthew Stafford's testicular yeah. fortitude or toughness. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and I, and I, but I think that's going to be hard for him, right? He's going to have to swallow oh, it. Will be. A big thing. It will be. It will be hard for him. So now the other side of it is okay. So the you remember the old suck for luck that uh, Indianapolis had. So now we're gonna we're gonna say okay, we're putting Driscoll in there. We'll get those couple wins, but we're gonna draft number six. Number seven, right? Six and seven is probably where where I will pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Do you draft a quarterback 
Okay. No. Not because you want to replace Stafford, right? You got a decent little crop of boys coming up this year, though, right? And you want to start looking towards the future. And this might, you know, every year is different for quarterbacks, right? You may be able to give mm-hmm. one. Not that you want them to start next year. Okay. You don't. But if you do, you're sending one hell of a message to Stafford, right? So you're, you might be hurting yourself in that regard if it's the time to give a guy two to three to four years to two to three years to sit, right? But you don't, you don't want to draft the guy top round, you know, round one and have him sit that long either. That's a little bit more old school. So the teams don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe do, maybe don't his, his contract is up in two years. 2023 is when they have when they lose control of him. Okay, Okay. Realistically, his contract is through 2021. Yeah. They could technically get out of it next year if they read, really want to but uh, that would take a lot of give a guy a year to sit though right and so so anyway they're just 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 you, you, so, put, so, you put thoughts in so, people's heads right so, so the guy you're talking about if you do that is Tua Tagovailoa Tago because he's hurt and can't play probably can't play next year mm-hmm. that would be your option yeah yeah okay and and I'd tell you what he's put him in a Daryl Buffalo offense with mm-hmm. with the mobility he has with, with, with the holes that we've seen that are there for Jeff Driscoll right might, might be fun Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. intriguing option. And I'm not but, advocating getting rid of Stafford. I'm just saying, no. as you look through some of these things, how do these things play out, right? Now, here's the other side of the argument. You're going to sign Driscoll for three years, right? That sure. locks you up pretty tough for picking up a quarterback. I mean, it, it depends how the guarantees work and so you on. Can, you can get out of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, and you can you can you could go one year. You could go year by year with him. Yeah, There's think, not going to be a huge two. demand for him. Yeah, I think you go two. Yeah, yeah two years. Yeah, but two years is fine. The Lions are a team, and I'm again. Please listen. I'm not advocating getting rid of Matthew Stafford or that he's old or washed up. But there's a point. He's been injured two years now. You kind of start wanting to think about insurance, right? You run a yeah. business. You say, God, boy, we had two down years in a row. Uh, well, maybe, you know, next year could be down too, right? If you're, if you're thinking about strictly in those plans, you, you need to have something there to cover yourself. And Dred- Jeff Driscoll is not the future, right? No, he, he is your backup. Yeah. He is not your future starter. He is your backup. And he, when, like, let's talk about carry on, right? S- second year guy injured both years. Everybody's like, oh, maybe this guy can't do it. Let's apply that same thinking to Matthew Stafford real quick. Again, I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm not saying it's true, but. If you're ju- if you're terrified of carry on that he's injury prone and going to go away, you have an older Matthew Stafford whose wife doesn't want him to play, right? She, not that she doesn't want him to play, she doesn't. She's nervous when he's out there playing all the time. He's got some sure. pressures coming. You have to think about the organization. What is your insurance policy and what is Plan B? So that's something that yeah. I think maybe not so much this year, but as we start going next year, uh, we're really going to want to as a team start thinking about and strategizing about. And I don't know. You know, I, I've got a little bit of knowledge about this year's quarter, uh, quarterback uh, class. Um, I haven't looked far enough ahead to get. You know, I'm not, I'm not the Riz uh, for for the following year. But if 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 the following year is looking Sunshine, weak, baby. If, if, <laughs> let, let, me, let me tell you, if if the 2021 class of quarterbacks is as looking as as weak as this last year's class of quarterbacks, I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous right now if I was the Lions in my quarterback position. So that's all. Yeah. 
All right. Um, let me do really quick. I want to talk about those crazy knuckleheads at Amazon. That bald guy who's going to buy the Lions and the the Washington Post. Move, and all move that. them to London and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you know, where the hell did that rumor come from? By the way, that is the stupidest thing ever. Well, get back to your read. Fake I'm news. Sorry. Fake news. You know he's a Russian plant. He's a spy. We know everything about Bezos. Why are you shopping at Amazon without going to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com? It's the only way to fight the man. Go there. We get a cut of his profits every time you buy something when you do that. That's right. You go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You take a little bit of money out of Bezos' pocket, and you donate it to your favorite podcast in the world. What better way to stick it to the man? Yeah. Stick it to the man and help your, your good friends over here at Detroit Lions Podcast. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anytime you go shopping there, go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You won't even know other than typing a little longer, you don't even know you did anything. And bingo, bango, baby, it's a good deal. There you go. Thank you for everyone who helps us out there. All right, so we talked about Stafford sitting. We talked about Jared Davis. How far away are the wins? I don't think we landed on a hard answer to that, but we will we know they're close. They're, they're close. They're close. But and not they this are, year. They are, <laughs> they are closer with Matt Patricia as their coach next year than without him. Mm-hmm. No matter who they would hire, and oh, by the way, we'll we'll bring we'll tie in the CBA thing again. What attractive coach is going to want to go in for one year? Let let's say you want Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Let's say you want PJ Fleck from Minnesota. You want you want a college guy, or you want a young up and coming Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs is going to be he's going to be head coach sooner than later. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. We'll, 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 he, he's an interesting choice. Sleeping we'll, we'll, with Bieniemy, right? Yes. Sorry, that's a one of the greatest permanisms ever. Yeah. It's a throwback for you old folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there will be guys out there, but are they going to want to commit when there is uncertainty towards the 2021 season? Mm-hmm. Things, the, the dynamics of how they are going to get paid, how much of the pie they are going to get as players and as coaches and as organizational spending is going to change. That's a bad time to be in a transition. You don't want to, you don't want to have one year, and then transition into that, and like you know what, we're we're gonna miss the first five. Screw that! I'm gonna go coach Oregon State. Yeah, they're gonna pay me more anyways. Yep, and give I'll be me there for five me, years. They don't care. Yeah, yep. Give me that. That's a very me. real dynamic. That is one of the reasons why there is no way I can see Matt Patricia getting fired this year. A lot of teams are I really sit don't on see it. Bad coaches this year. The Cleveland Browns are gonna sit on Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's not because they don't want to win. And I think I think what this is going to lead to, interestingly, it's going to lead, Bill O'Brien is going to stay in Houston, even though he is he's all in for this year, and they're going to lose in the first round. Of the he should have been gone a long time. Uh, <laughs> so I think what you're going to see is a whole lot of people, bad coaches, keeping their jobs that otherwise wouldn't, and you're going to see that gap between teams expand you're going to see the, the the patriots type excellent teams rise higher and set a, a much bigger gap between that kind of a team and a, and a cleveland browns because it's just going to keep separating because people are standing pat on bad stuff and not getting better um is that good bad or otherwise i don't know but a lot of teams who do have those bad coaches are going to be setting themselves up for a really good draft after the cba so they better hope the CBA is friendly to them in the draft process, like it wasn't for the Lions when we had to carry Matthew oh, Stafford and Calvin Johnson. Calvin and, yep. and Dominic and Sue. Ugh. Oh, that was terrible. 40% of your cap in three players. Yep. Completely untenable. For the people who think that that's still an issue, it's really not. Mm-mm. 
Matthew Stafford's contract after the next wave of quarterbacks signed, he's going to be in the teens in compensation. He will be underpaid after after guys like Dak Prescott get paid. Yeah. Matthew, they got market. They paid. They paid over market early. So at the end of his contract, he's at market. Yeah. It's a fair deal. It is not preventing them from doing squad douche. They are. They are. They are. They do not have cap problems anymore. And a lot of that was because they let Indomitian Sue go and ruin Miami's cap. Look at the Dolphins now. (laughs) They're bad. And some of that is because they're still paying Indomitian Sue like $14 million this year. He hasn't been there in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm glad we didn't sign that contract. I am too. Oh. And I lo- I loved the guy. Everybody was mad and when we would, didn't, and it's just in, in retrospect. He would, have, gosh, he would have been a great force, and I would have loved to have seen him in Matt Patricia's defense, but the economics did not work out. It didn't make sense. No, no, not at all. All right, we'll move on to the final topic of the week. We talked a little bit about Dan Snyder and our love and, and his, his high football IQ. Um, I, I really expect to see him on the sidelines this week, uh, calling plays. Uh, a look ahead to the Redskins. <laughs> I don't know how, how much more absurd I can get. I, I think I took it to the edge there. Um, this is a game that the Lions are certainly going to lose. The The Redskins, obviously Super Bowl champions oh. with a team, 53 Hall of Famers, first round, um, first ballot. Is there anything else to say about this game, Riz, or did I just wrap the whole thing up? You got it, man. In your bizarro world, you nailed it. <laughs> it is all bizarro over here. They are. They are. They're rough, man. Oh. They are. They are what happens when you fire a coach midseason and don't have any plan on how to replace them. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely. are. They are bad. They are starting Dwayne Haskins, who I liked in the draft. He is not ready. What about he Hankins? Is, Should we get him? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> I had to pull that one out one more time. Somebody <laughs> tweeted at me that, and I was in on the joke, but the other people who were watching it weren't in on it, and they're like slamming the guy. I'm like, look, dude, this is an inside joke. It's funny to me. I'm sure it's funny to him, too. I appreciated it. He's, yeah, Haskins is not, he's not good. Their, their offensive line is talented, but they don't play well together. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson still can, can do some things. It's but, crazy at his age, how good and, he is. He's not spectacular, yeah. but wow. Still. Yeah. Wow. And, and we, Terry McLaurin's a problem. If, yeah. if they're going to win the game, Terry McLaurin, their wide receiver from Ohio state, that I kid's mean, really good. Love that. He's, guy at the he's, game. He's, yeah. he, he's really good. Yeah. And he's going to be special for a long time. The, the, one of the problems they have is they don't they have nobody else who can catch. Nobody. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't do things intelligently. If you want an impestuous owner, impetuous, I always say that. Impestuous. <laughs> it's a little bit of pesto. It's yeah. <laughs> an impetuous owner who makes bad decisions endemically, that is Daniel Snyder for yeah. you. And I will say this, I lived in Richmond, Virginia, which is a very huge Redskins area, when he bought the team, and I watched people within two years realize that, oh, my God, this guy is the plague. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are never going to be good again because of him. And you know what? They haven't been. <laughs> it's been 20 years now, and they are they're rotten. They have some talent. Can Ryan Kerrigan is still a good player. They have some talent. 
they just do not play well together. And you're going to see that this weekend. You're going to see the Lions expose them. You're going to see the Lions score at least 30 points, and I think they're only going to give up 14 to 17, maybe 20. Please don't get high on a defense on this one game, folks. <laughs> no, that's exactly right, because they are playing a rookie quarterback who is not ready behind a line that do- – is not as good as the sum of its parts. Yeah. I think you can probably say it about Detroit's line most of the time too, but we're better than them in that. Yeah. The, they, McLaurin is going to absolutely be the McLaurin thing that tests our defense. And, and, and he will beat Darius Slay once. Slay and Walker. For, you got to you got to yeah. double. You got to double up yeah. on him. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to do that. Make them beat you with other people. Yep. This would... As much as I hate to say, this is not a bad week to only rush three and drop people because Dwayne Haskins is not going to see the people who are dropping, and that that's more of an indictment on Dwayne Haskins. And he will learn; yeah. he will get better. Yeah. I, I I do like his long term prognosis. I really do. I, I was high on him coming out, and I have seen some things to like, but he's not. He's not there, folks. Right. If it, I'll say this: if the Lions lose this game, if they give up twenty eight points or more to Washington. Then, oh, man. it's 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 oh. going to be that that's going to be really bad because uh, then <sighs> then you, you'll you're gonna, have a mid season Pasqualoni firing because there's got to be yes. someone to hang for that. Yeah, because that this team cannot do that to any normal team. Mm-hmm. They really can't. That, that's that, that that would just be a sign of your terrible defense, and that would be very objectionable to be kind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Riz, we were going to do like a quick show today. We, we didn't. <laughs> it's normal. We had just a couple topics that we were able to talk about. I'm going to I'm gonna try to free you up to spend time with the family. I, I appreciate you coming in for a case this week who had his – he's got some serious stuff going on at work. He's he's getting yeah. crazy. Um, and Riz has been we able to – We missed you, Case. In. Yeah, but Riz, you've been filling in. You're a good man. You're a good man for doing that. Thank you very, very much for, for helping it's keep my, us my, rolling. My pleasure to be here for the peeps. For the peeps. <laughs> All right, remember, show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. We love your feedback. It helps make us better. And don't forget about us on Patreon. P-T-E-R-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there on that monthly donation. Get access to the Slack and the great giveaways that we've got going on. Wait for the text right now on those tickets. <laughs> Chicago Thanksgiving ticket giveaway. Uh, you, If you're in the Slack... It'll be. It'll, we'll do the giveaway in the Slack on that when we get those tickets in. So enjoy that. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Instagram, DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Or no, it's just Detroit Lions Podcast. Sorry. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast is the very best place to see the Riz. <laughs> no pants. He's dancing. No pants dance. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. Somebody YouTube. do that, please, and call in when you're intoxicated because it's a lot more fun for me than it <laughs> There will be a post-game show this week, we promise, and you can you can get a good shot at it there. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can come inside your important places automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. Not yet. No problems, because we're here to Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. 
pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. All right, it's time to get down like a motherfucker. Let's start again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boy. I knew I was fucking it up, so I just took it somewhere else and parked it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay.